Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, December 2nd, and we start with local news. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee and Department of Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart McWhorter recently approved $27.3 million in Community Development Block Grants, or CDBGs, which will assist communities with infrastructure improvements, housing rehabilitations, and health and safety initiatives. Quality infrastructure is essential to ensuring that every Tennessee community can thrive, said Governor Lee. I congratulate each grant recipient for receiving funds to support local safety, spur economic growth, and secure prosperity across our state. The allocation of CDBG funds is based on priorities set through the public meeting process at the local community level. The the CDBG program is funded through Housing and Urban Development and administered in Tennessee by the Department of Economic and Community Development. Funds are available for water and sewer improvements, housing rehabilitation, health and safety projects, and other improvements to enhance the quality of life in Tennessee's rural communities. In addition to traditional community improvement and safety projects, funding was also made available for community development projects such as sidewalk and walking trail improvements, street paving, and community centers. Congratulations to the 64 communities receiving funding through the latest round of community development block grants, said Commissioner McWhorter. The CBDG program is an essential tool for Tennessee economic and community development as we partner with local communities across the state to better equip and prepare them for economic development opportunities, and we look forward to seeing the success that follows these projects, he said. The City of Columbia was one of the recipients. They will be receiving $630,000 for sidewalk improvements. Ben Black is the owner and operator of Rafter B Construction, a name derived from his grandfather's cattle brand that was used on the family farm and winery in Northern California, where he worked for much of his youth until he left to travel around the world surfing. When Black returned home, he went to work for a man named Jim Chess, who taught him a lot about building custom homes and the trade of woodworking and construction. Ben eventually worked his way up from building spec homes to running framing crews. Then in 2011, Black and his wife moved to Columbia, where he met a man who was rebuilding homes in East Nashville and started teaching him about the history of old buildings and the stories behind him. Black was hooked. Each building has its own personality with its own unique stories, Black said. I love that about historic buildings, and I feel that it's my job to curate those stories into the future, allowing the community and the building to shine. Around the same time, Columbia started to boom. Many people were starting to move from around the country as well as from Nashville, and Black made a decision. The construction company at the time received a job from what is now Flag World at Columbia's Public Square. The owner of the company didn't believe the building could be saved from all the damage it had endured over the course of its lifetime. Black, however, said it could be done and took the reins in revitalizing and preserving a piece of historic Columbia. Now the thriving flag business is a popular niche spot among shoppers and visitors downtown. I feel like I found historical Columbia at a time in my career when I needed it most, Black said. These days, Black runs his own company with his own way of building, each one through a process which includes research about the old bones and historic roots of each building. 
The research phase begins with collecting city records, photos, historical documents, and stories about each building. This phase can last anywhere from a few months to a year. Architects then design and develop the interior of the space until Black and his crews take over to transform dreams into reality. I love the way that preserving and restoring an old building lets the history of the town move into the future in a new way, Black said. Rafter B has now renovated and preserved more than 20 homes and 30 historical buildings in Columbia, as well as 10 homes in East Nashville, and is currently working on the new Mule Town Coffee location, as well as the old Nelson House Hotel, which was originally built in 1828. I feel that because I didn't grow up here, preserving buildings over the past 10 years has allowed me to connect to the history and become a part of this community, as well as leave a piece of me in a lot of spaces, Black said. Even if it's behind the scenes, I want to use my skills and talents to keep that sense of community, he said. Dr. Joshua Bates, an internal medicine and pediatric specialist, has joined the medical staff at Murray Regional Medical Center as a hospital medicine physician. Dr. Bates received his medical degree at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi. He completed an internship and residency in internal medicine and pediatrics at Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. Dr. Bates is board certified in internal medicine. Murray Regional Medical Group, an affiliate of Murray Regional Health, provides Murray Regional's hospital medicine physicians. These physicians are specialists who devote their time and expertise to adult and pediatric patients exclusively within the hospital setting. The hospital medicine physicians are trained in internal medicine and pediatrics and can care for patients ranging from infants to the elderly. The Spring Hill Walmart Supercenter is seeking an 8,000-square-foot expansion to allow mobile order pickups, as well as modifying its signage as part of a new rebranding initiative. The request was brought before the Municipal Planning Commission during its Monday work session meeting, where details of the proposed expansion were discussed. Expansions for Walmart date back to June 2016, according to the Spring Hill Planning Staff Report, where the pickup modification was approved. The area's layout was later approved in April of 2021. There have always been talks of expanding Harvey Park's Greenway to the western side of the site, though Associate Planner Jake McQueen said this would not be included as part of this project. However, he encouraged the applicant to extend its northern sidewalk to the west or consider an alternative to provide that future connection. Commissioner James Golius said he agreed that the sidewalk extension should be also considered. I would definitely encourage that sidewalk, Golius said. With the future Harvey Park Greenway, that will be a good connector to when that is built, he said. As far as the signage and rebranding goes, the new design would reduce the square footage of existing signage from 570.88 square feet to 346.39 square feet, or a reduction of 224.5 square feet. Parking spaces would also be modified at the new pickup site, but would not change the number of spaces available, which is currently 660. Some commissioners shared concerns about the pickup site's location on the south side of the facility and how that would affect traffic access, particularly Commissioner David Schlesman. There may not be more cars coming into the site, but how they are getting there may change, Schlesman said, because right now you have a stoplight protected entrance into the site that's the primary way to get your pickup. In the future, it's one that does not have a spotlight, he said. Gerald Bolden, vice president of Corradino Group, said he agreed that this should be looked at with more detail. 
We all know that this is a location that already has some conflicts with the road width and the full-leg intersection across from NASDAQ, Bolden said. We will look into that and see if there needs to be more done, he said. No votes were taken Monday, but the item will appear on the Planning Commission's December 12th regular meeting, where it will go before a vote. Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman and Fire Chief Greg Temple will honor 10 city firefighters for their achievements on Thursday uh, at City Hall. They did it yesterday, I'm sorry. Live video took place at 6 p.m. The 2022 badge-pinning ceremony turned five probationary recruits into official firefighters and recognized the meritorious achievements of five veteran department leaders. These men were well-trained, have strong experience, and are willing to risk their lives for our safety, said Fire Chief Greg Temple. Spring Hill is not my first rodeo, so I know a dedicated crew when I see one, he said. The five firefighters who earned their badges include J.D. Baggett, Kelsey Holmes, Josh Crivello, Devin Mole, and Christopher Small. The five veterans who were honored include Deputy Chief Kevin Glenn, Battalion Chiefs Wesley Hickman and Charles Estes, and Captains Scott Forst and Matthew Boyd. Spring Hill has a great new fire chief and an excellent department, said Mayor Hageman. Our plan is to build another fire station, add crew members, and maintain the best standards and equipment. Chief Temple was hired in October after a competitive national search to fill the top role. Deputy Deputy Chief Glenn led the department very ably during the interim. Temple comes with extensive fire department and emergency medical services experience from three states. Most recently, he was chief of emergency medical services at Fort Bend County, Texas, where he directed 167 employees in four divisions, administration, operations, finance, logistics, and training. This year, the James K. Polk Home has seen the return of all of their major events, like Bloodies and Biscuits during Mule Day Week, Polk Ball, the Membership Luncheon, and original exhibitions at Polk Presidential Hall. A candlelight tour on Saturday, December 10th at 4.30 p.m. will complete this year's activities. An additional tour has been added on December 11th at 4.30 p.m. Visitors enjoying the candlelight tour of the Polk Home will see decorations focused on Victorian Christmas traditions, followed by a festive holiday treat. Locals and out-of-state visitors alike are sure to enjoy the tour. One of the trees was decorated thanks to help from children who took part in the final Homeschool History Day that took place back in November. It was Queen Victoria of England who got Christmas tree decorating started in the United Kingdom and the United States. She borrowed the long-held traditions from her German husband, who brought fir tree decorations from his homeland. A photo of her family sitting around a decorated tree made it into an American newspaper, and the tradition took off in the late 1840s in this country. The first Christmas tree was not decorated in the White House until 1856, however, during the presidency of Franklin Pierce, according to the Saturday Evening Post. Decorating for Christmas was just started in the late 1840s when James K. Polk was 11th president of the United States, and Polk, being a workaholic, pretty much ignored the holiday season. Although in his Christmas diary entry of 1848, he did actually take the day off. Polk called it perhaps the most quiet day of my presidential term. He mentioned that Mrs. Polk attended church with some relatives and their children, but he did not accompany them. His presidential diary entries for previous Christmases also failed to mention the distribution of any White House Christmas cards or other activities. Today, we would mostly, most likely call him Ebenezer Scrooge as he worked Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas. Of course, it was a tumultuous time with the end of the Mexican-American War, the United States continuing to move west, 
the addition of new territories, including California and all of the American Southwest, was increasing tensions over slavery, as Southerners wanted to bring the new states in as slave states, and Northerners wanted to ban slavery and new territories annexed into the Union. Just like today, there were also rapid changes in technology, religion, and politics during Polk's presidency. It was a pivotal time in history, but Polk is rarely acknowledged for what he achieved during his tenure as president, keeping a delicate peace between North and South while pushing the American frontier all the way to the Pacific Coast. The Candlelight Tour allows Polk home docents to share their passion for history, both about Victorian holiday traditions and the Polk family, as they lead those participating on an educational journey. Candlelight Tour guests will also receive a discount in the Little Acorn gift shop at the end of the tour. It is a great time and place to pick up a few unique gifts for friends and family that you will find nowhere else. They have things for everyone, from history buffs to kids to locally made products that make great hostess gifts. Space is limited, so reserve a ticket now through Eventbrite. The cost is $15 per person. Whether traveling through Tennessee or entertaining out-of-town guests locally, the James K. Polk Home is open not only for the Candlelight Guided Tour, but also other tours during the week and on weekends. You can see the entire schedule by visiting www.jameskpoke.com. The James K. Polk Home and Museum is located at 301 West 7th Street in Columbia. Columbia Main Street Corporation, in partnership with the City of Columbia, will host the 36th Annual Columbia Main Street Christmas Parade in Tree Lighting on Saturday, December 3rd, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. This free holiday celebration will take place in Columbia's historic downtown commercial district. The parade begins at 6 p.m. and marches east along the traditional parade route down West 7th Street into downtown Columbia. As the parade comes to an end, festivities kick off for the lighting of Columbia's 40-foot Christmas tree around 7.15 p.m. on the courthouse steps. Hosted by national radio personality and owner of the Mule House, Blair Garner, musical entertainment by Mackie Kaler rounds out the night's festivities. This year's parade and tree lighting is made possible by generous community partners and sponsors Stan McNabb Chevrolet Columbia, Mule Town Rec, Hampton Inn Columbia, Caledonian Financial, and Parks Bryant & Snyder PLLC. The parade lasts an hour and features holiday-themed illuminated floats, marching bands, holiday characters, scout groups, dance troops, local churches, businesses, civic organizations, nonprofit organizations, and an array of construction vehicles, tractors, vintage, and classic cars. The esteemed Vice Mayor, Dr. Krista Martin, leads this year's parade as the Grand Marshal in honor of her 30 years of service and dedication to this community. After the parade, the tree lighting ceremony takes center stage with Santa lighting the Christmas tree, live musical entertainment, and the presentation of trophies and cash prizes to the best of parade winners. Columbia's own exceptional Blair Garner returns as distinguished MC for the tree lighting. Garner's notable contributions to the music industry are numerous, including his nationally syndicated country radio music show dominating the airways for more than 30 years. As founder of the Mule House's vision has taken shape for a world-class entertainment venue in just the first 18 months since opening in Columbia, the Mule House has quickly become a favorite event venue in Tennessee. Songwriter, recording artist, and entertainer Mackie Kaler is the featured musical guest for the tree lighting ceremony on the town square beneath the towering Christmas tree following the culmination of the parade. Mackie Kaler's original southern swank and soul music blend has recently been seen and heard nationally on various networks, including the Family Channel, RFD-TV, Heartland, Country Road TV, and more. His live shows with an all-star six-piece band have recently been heard locally at the Mule House, 
Puckett's, and Rory Feek's Homestead Hall, garnering a sizable local following. We're excited about this year's Christmas parade and tree lighting ceremony, exclaimed Kelly Messmer-Johnson, Main Street manager and event organizer. We are anticipating another great year of festive parade floats with an added incentive of cash prize awards given out during the tree lighting ceremony. Johnson added, I'm also thrilled to share that Columbia Main Street Corporation has purchased a new 3D star topper that will debut at the tree lighting ceremony. You will definitely want to bring the entire family for this hometown Christmas spectacular. It's Christmas in Columbia. The Christmas parade and tree lighting is just one of many events celebrating the holidays this year. There's a packed calendar of fun and exciting events such as First Fridays, which will happen tonight, a Murray Christmas historic home tour, which will happen this weekend, December 2nd, today and tomorrow, and numerous holiday open houses, photos with Santa, after-hours festivities, extended shopping hours, and so much more. Visit us online for a true Southern Christmas experience and to view a full list of holiday events at www.itschristmasincolumbia.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mary Ellen Funk, 62, an employee of Nissan, died Tuesday, November 29th at her residence in Savannah, Tennessee. A memorial service will be conducted on Saturday at 12 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Donald Mitchell Lee, 75, a resident of Columbia, died Thursday, December 1st at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care after a long battle with Parkinson's disease. Funeral services will be conducted on Monday at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens with military honors provided by Herbert Griffin American Legion Post 19. The family will visit with friends on Sunday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have rain developing throughout the day today. The high will be 56 degrees with winds out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 40%. Tonight, we can expect rain showers early that will evolve into more steady rain overnight. The low will be 54 with winds out of the south-southwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 90%, with rainfall measured at near a quarter of an inch. For your weekend forecast, we'll have more rain for the first half of Saturday with some sunshine later in the day. Overcast skies will mark Sunday. Saturday's high will reach 59, Sunday just 44. Overnight temps will be in the high 20s 
and mid-30s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Three, two, one. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwenGroup, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello friends, this is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, tennesseechildrenshome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Tennessee has lots of buried pipelines, so it's important to know the signs of a leak, like if you smell unusual odors or hear hissing, see bubbling earth or water, or dead or dying vegetation. Some signs are even harder to miss, like dirt being blown into the air, a frost ball in an open field, or a flame coming from the ground. If you see any of these signs, don't wait. Leave the area immediately and call 911 or your pipeline company. For more tips on pipeline safety, visit pipesafety.org. A message from the Tennessee Gas Association, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station.
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Governor Bill Lee is leading Republican governors around the country, asking Congress to end a COVID vaccine mandate for the military as recruitment and retention are suffering. So far, no Tennessee guardsmen have been discharged from their duties, but hundreds are still refusing to get the vaccine. Nationally, the Guard missed its recruiting target by 10 percent, according to Chief of Staff Major General Rich Baldwin. He also announced in October that 7,500 members left service. Unvaccinated guardsmen have been more shielded in Republican-led states. According to a spokesperson, roughly 800 guardsmen in Tennessee have not gotten the COVID shot. And for those who have requested exemptions, the U.S. Department of Defense has not approved any, even though Tennessee Guard Commander Major General Jeff Holmes signed off on them. In the letter sent on behalf of the Republican Governors Association, or RGA, Lee uses President Biden's own words in an interview in September, saying the pandemic is over to argue that there's no reason, no longer a reason to justify a vaccine mandate. RGA, appealing to leaders in both parties, is asking for Congress to use the National Defense Authorization Act to intervene or pass a standalone bill. Franklin's Cool Springs Galleria has announced a variety of new restaurants and retailers during the 2022 holiday season. According to a news release, new tenants include Nori Japan, which is located in the food court and offers dishes prepared fresh daily with the finest ingredients. Incorporating teppanyaki cooking allows them to deliver healthy and unique Japanese dishes that burst with flavor. The combination of delicious tasting dishes at an exceptional value is what makes Nori Japan stand apart from other fast food restaurants. Palmetto Moon. Celebrate Southern lifestyle. Palmetto Moon unites the flair and comforts of Southern living with unique gifts, stylish apparel and accessories, collegiate gear, footwear, drinkware, and more. They're located on the lower level near Buckle. Magnolia Soap and Bath Company, located on the lower level near Dillard's, offers plant-based soap products. They believe you don't have to sacrifice your health for beauty, so they use only domestically sourced, naturally grown ingredients that have actually felt and seen the sun. The team at Magnolia can't wait to help you lose the harsh chemicals and discover plant-based beauty. Nature's Euphoria is an alternative health and wellness store primarily focused on THC-free supplements and products that benefit overall mental and physical well-being. They're locally owned and located on the lower level near Champs. Go Calendars and Games is located on the upper level near Forever 21. Just in time for all your holiday gift giving, be sure to check out their 2023 calendars, puzzles, games, and more. In addition to those restaurants and retailers, two other additions will be opening soon. Seize Candies, quality without compromise, is not just a motto at Seize Candies. It's the most important ingredient in the recipe for success. Perfect for gifting, you'll want to be sure to stop by Seize Candies to get all your sweet chocolate treats for the holiday season. They'll be located on the lower level near the Apple store and of course hickory farms which will be located on the lower level near pottery barn has all the best snack packs for your upcoming gatherings friends and family will be sure to love hickory farms meats cheeses candy and more let's take one last break when we come back we'll cover the final story of the day you're listening to southern middle tennessee today 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. There's a whole lot going on this weekend in Columbia, from the Christmas parade in downtown Columbia to the historic Christmas tour of homes that will be today and tomorrow. Prior to those activities, however, Columbia will celebrate its December 1st Fridays tonight with many opportunities for shopping, live music, and great food. First Friday's events typically run from 5 to 8 p.m. with some shops staying open late, as well as holiday sales and more. The First Friday's Family Zone, hosted by Rolling Hills Church, will be located at the parking lot next to East 5th Street. The area will include inflatables, games, and light snacks. Also, Watershed Public Theater will kick off its holiday events this weekend by hosting its annual Holiday Farm Bazaar. The event will take place over two days at 150 Schoolhouse Road in Summertown, running from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday. Shop amongst multiple, multiple vendors selling unique handcraft gifts, clothing, books, sweets, and more. A percentage of all sales will be donated to benefit Watershed's mission in bringing top-of-the-line local theater to Columbia. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.